0: This is 247 Real Talk. This is your host, Julian Perry. For this episode, I have with me a recording artist who figured out how to use social media to make it big in the game. I'll be right back with none other than LA Love the Boss. So, good evening to, I'll say, L.A. Love the Boss. Welcome to 247 Real Talk. Thank you for joining me on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's great to have you. Uh, I'm going to start off before I get any further. I'm not sure how you want me to refer to you, so you want me to use L.A. Love the Boss, or you didn't want to give us uh, your name? Uh, yeah, L.A. is
1: fine. LA, L.A. is fine. L.A. can be short for L.A. Love the
0: Boss. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Uh for my listeners for the benefit of my listeners i want to let them know you know i've done a few interviews with a few different um artists recording artists actors stuff mm-hmm. like that and i uh, you know for for 247 real talk the origin was you know real talk uh of real life stories empowering people now when i went to the 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 industry of music and actors, I wasn't sure how my audience would react, and they have really embraced it and asked for more so it's a pleasure to have you for this show thank um, you
1: so much It's a pleasure to be here
0: thank you you know reading up about your story it i think it's it's one that's um important to to share I think that in in my thoughts there are a lot of artists out there I follow some of them on instagram etc who have broken barriers some in acting some in music but you know from mm-hmm. what I can see the industry has changed from the traditional way of people getting into acting and getting into music and social media has yeah. become the mechanism so mm-hmm. let's start off by you telling us something about yourself you know who you who you are where you're from tell us a little about LA
1: yes yeah. So I'm LA Love, the boss. I'm from Maryland. Um I'm a rapper. I'm an actress, an entrepreneur, and um I'm built on my own self success. I got it from the ground up with social media being very essential, uh, playing a leading role in my career. And we're here today.
0: Okay. So we're gonna you know, we're gonna do a little walk down memory lane so that mm-hmm. you know for the benefit of of, of, of many of the up and comers who are, you know, looking to break in. And I, as I said, I follow a few people on Instagram and I've seen their journey where they started from things like, for instance, skits and stuff like that. And then they branched out into, until, you know, bigger careers. And it's, it's really a, the today component of, of an artist growing. So give us sort of a, a historical timeline of, of LA.
1: Historical. Um, so you're you're you speaking. I'm sorry for our social media. You're saying.
0: Well, as far as I mean, you know, you you we were talking a little bit before we we the this episode, and you're talking about when you mm-hmm. were younger, you started singing. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about.
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it started. Um, so I, I started performing at my mom's salons when I was five years old. Uh, my mom used to own her own nail uh, and cosmetic salon, and I would perform for all her clients. At nine years old, I started writing poetry. After nine, I started converting those poems into songs. Around the age of 12, 13, I recorded my first song. And then after that, I just knew entertainment is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I've done a lot of shows. Um, I you know, I used to perform as much as I could, you know, especially when you're um coming up and things like that. And as far as the performance aspect of an artist is very important, building your showmanship and your stage presence and all of that.
0: Okay. So you're performing, you're doing the what we would possibly call the traditional thing, the conventional yeah. thing. And then you 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 explored social media and you were able to successfully use it as a tool so um i want to spend some time on you know on your social media um journey because i think a lot of people even this podcast is 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 social <laughs> media you know and um yes it took you know it takes a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of yes. uh, trial and error so for the benefit of you know some great singers or actors or stuff out there who are struggling to find or to have their voices heard and their 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 um, their talents heard. You know, tell us about the use of social media and, and the things that worked and didn't work for you and how it you know how it helped you.
1: Just really um the use of social media is really putting yourself out there um content being very consistent with your content in which you post and of uh, the reason and the purpose of each post It's about also having a message, a story, and being able to relate with your audience now prior to having having an audience, of course, we all start from ground zero, but also it's about strategizing what target market are you trying to target. Who, when, why? This always should be the thing for you. Now, for me in the beginning, yeah, of course there was trial and error. Where you know, I, I noticed that certain things I would do for as content would get more responses than others, and then I would give my audience more of what they liked and more of what they respond to, and what captured their attention. And then the things that I, I I saw with trial and error that they weren't responding as much two, then you just don't do that. You just you, you just don't do that and you do what resonates with your people. It's always bigger than just you. It's always about what you, what you can do with others and impact other people's lives. And through social media, we live in such a social media era. It's really important that any uh, content creator, any artist, any actress, actor really puts themselves out there to get, um, you know, gain attraction and um, potentially get those true supporters
0: and fans. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 very true. I mean, as I said, even for a podcast, yeah. I've lived that. Um, I belong to a few groups on Facebook um, that deal okay. with, you know, podcast groups. And, and you hear a lot of people who are starting podcasts, um, right. you hear a lot of frustration in their, in their Posts, you know, to the group, like mm-hmm. you know, I've got X mm-hmm. amount of episodes, and you know, my content. People tell me my content is great, but I'm only getting you know a few listeners, and and mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and I and I went through that. I, well, I don't know if I went through that stage necessarily. I think um, mm-hmm. I got lucky because I stepped into the podcast thing, you know, with with a real passion for real talk, for you know, stories like yours, and. If you look at the, I think this is my possibly 68th or 69th episode. Um, Wow. And I've had actors, I've had singers, I've had mental health people, I've had life coaches, I've had parents who lost their kids by suicide, I've had, um, um, you know, um, homicide survivors, I've had, you know, during COVID, I had various medical personnel giving real messages, so... You know, and I, I'm saying all this because sometimes you get advice, and mm-hmm. I got advice that you no, know, no, you need to stick to one thing. You need to figure out one thing. You know, in that in that bigger picture. And, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, no, real talk is real talk, <laughs> right? You know, and, and if, if I if I sort of tie myself down to 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 one narrow focus, there's two things wrong with that. I don't think that's part of my of who I am, and then. If that narrow focus fails, then what? Mm -hmm. So
1: It's not your makeup, you know? Giving people variety is is, um, key as well. We live in such an era where people naturally get bored with the same thing. So you want to be able to uh, capture everybody's attention and cater to everyone, but in different ways. So I think it's very smart what you've done. Which is why you're
0: on your sixty eighth episode. <laughs> right. Yes. And I,
1: successful
0: I, I, at it. That is. That is. Um. Was actually more surprising to me than anyone else, if I can actually admit that, because it was. You know, I, I, I kind of, and I'll tell you a little bit about. Since you're a, a social media, uh, I'm going to call you a guru now because you've you've proven guru. It. Yeah. I like
1: that. <laughs> so um,
0: I'll tell you what happened in my case, for instance. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to help people because I wanted to share information, because I wanted to get one voice to another ear that would not normally connect. Um, I kind of went on a, you know, a sort of cure free journey with this, like, well, you know, if it, if, if people love it, they love it, they don't. But if I get one listener or 10 listeners, um, that's fine with me as long as somebody hears it. And, And I did not even think about the fact that I'd end up with thousands and thousands of listeners. Um, Yeah. And And that's
1: the work you put in. That's the work you put in. What you put in, you will get out. Um, People want results, but they don't want to do the work for the results. And um, some people like yourself, which is very commendable, is that it was ordained for you to be here. It was ordained for this to happen, even though it's so surprising it was supposed to happen.
0: Yes, I have to agree with that. I think you know we all have a purpose. Why not not you?
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. living
0: your purpose is very important. And so, on Instagram, um, you who do you follow? Who do I follow? I actually follow
1: just three people. I actually follow my manager. (laughs) I follow my what's the my main page. Is down right now. My 3.6 million, my main page, is down right now. But it it will be back. On that page, I follow two people. Um, I follow my manager, and then um, I think that
0: I followed um,
1: my business page. And then on my backup, I follow three people. My manager, my best friend, and my nephew.
0: That is incredible because... Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I do think that's incredible. I, I I think the numbers on Instagram I follow are because well, I, my case is a little different because outside of this, I'm also a photographer. You know I'm, I'm in so many wow. different. I'm a video. I you know, I've, I've done a few videos. Um, so I follow a lot of different people, you know, in different fields. But in terms of someone like yourself, um, there's probably about ten different people I follow on. Instagram and as I mentioned in the beginning of this conversation they started out I started following them because they would do funny skits right and you know that's the kind of journey that you know when you just put it out there because they went from it was funny because I saw them doing these skits and I was like oh they're funny and I followed them and then the next thing you know I'm lying in bed watching a movie and there they are you know so it went from you know and and these people are living you know I, I kind of Look at them, uh, um, and there's many names I could call, but you wouldn't know them because you don't follow them. But, um,
1: <laughs> well, but but I do I do know what's going on. Let me tell you something. I do know what's going on. Um, I'm up on what's popular, what's trending, but as far as what I see on my actual page, I have to go
0: look for it. To actually... Right. Well, there's a few I can think about that I commend for what they've done. There's, uh, I think she's from the Philippines. There's uh, Leanne E.V., there's a Janina there's Jasmine love, she just got married to a um a basketball star they do a something on on YouTube now called Love and Slip.
1: Yeah, you were telling me about that
0: yeah right. yeah and so uh king batch um love brandy me there's a few of them but like I said they started out and like for the for the, the 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 women that I call the names of they went from their funny skits to getting endorsements to, and you know, they do all the work too. And that's the thing that people don't understand depending on what you're showcasing. Like I, I, I I get inspiration from them because they put videos up there where they're, you know, they're like, they went from their skits to now being uh, ambassadors for different types of brands for products, you know, makeup or whatever. But -hmm. behind the scenes, they'll show you where for instance, they get up at six o'clock every morning and go to the gym because they have to, you know, they have to, support what they're doing by looking a certain way, you know, by, by right. So depending on what you're doing, it's all about work. Like the podcast, I've had a few people who have uh, recognized, uh, cause I look, I look at a map to keep, to, to keep an eye on how my podcast is trending and I'm like, you know, it, it's worldwide now, and that that feels really good because I have no idea how it got there. But, <laughs> but you know, and that's always a
1: good thing because yes. you don't need answers for everything. What's understood doesn't doesn't need to be explained. <laughs> right?
0: Yes. And the thing is that people don't recognize. You know, several people have approached me and they've said, "And don't worry, I'm not digressing because I'm going to, I'm going somewhere with this." But several people have approached me and they said, "Well, you know, I'd like to start a podcast too," and they talk about the equipment you need and. That's fine. But I don't think they understand just as you said, the work. It's the work. Yes, and, and people think it's just easy. Even this podcast, it mm-hmm. is not there's it's not easy. It's it is a demand nothing on your easy. time, it's demand on your you have to pay attention to it, you have to market it, you have to pay attention it's not to, to really
1: it. really delicate, it's like a child, yes. it's and it's almost like a a a a, a a plant. You, you you plant your seeds which you water in order for it to grow and a lot of people don't understand it's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time, a lot of commitment. You can't be in something and not be committed because with commitment it comes discipline. Discipline comes structure and then structure and so forth. So it's a catch twenty two, but when you love it, it's not work, but it's still work. You you still get back what you put in. Right. 24-7, right? the grind doesn't stop, especially being your own boss.
0: Yes, it is a grind and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is I, I do this and I, I put a lot of effort and time into it, but I have a 9 to 5.
1: Oh, so, really? Yeah,
0: so this is, I'm like for instance, in order to be able to manage both and I do my own editing, like at 12, I was a photographer, I also edit audio etc, so um when I've usually finished recording, it's now, what, 11, 20, whatever. So whenever we finish these conversations at night on my podcast, I then stay up and edit it and get yes. it right until 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning.
1: But see, the grind doesn't even stop after we hang out. No, see? it doesn't. See the commitment? No.
0: no, it's just the next phase. And then
1: you have to be up at what time?
0: I'm up at six thirty-seven. That's the Wednesday night. We, like Wednesdays we, a hard. It sounds day.
1: like me. About four hours, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> is that
0: much? Wednesdays are. I I record. Yeah. I used to record Wednesdays and Fridays, and that was mm-hmm. because you know sad, but that was you know that that that's very demanding because. And the reason I, I mean, there are a lot of services out there that will do editing, but I have my own standards, right? And, right. And the thing about that that I always want to keep real about two four seven real talk is. My editing is just basically to make sure the audio levels are right and to take out any crazy background noises, like if something fell in the studio. But right. you know, a lot of people edit, and this is something I, I talk to other podcasters about, because a lot of people edit out the ums and the ahs. I don't. We're having a real conversation. Right. with two human beings. Ums and ahs are part of a conversation.
1: It definitely is. And you will stutter every now and then. Because right. the thing about being and a human being I will human, not edit here, that out. No. <laughs> like, your brain is not going to calculate every sentence without thinking or pausing. That's exactly. like human nature.
0: <laughs> and I think and I think that if I were to give advice, even from each to, to many people, is, is the whole thing that it's exactly what you've done, being yourself at the same time. Because yes. I think that when you start messing with things so much and editing so much, it, it goes from... Organic to to you know to really um, fabricated yes yeah, yes it loses its, yeah. its its its, its um, use the word realness so to speak yes yes and I went all the way with that to come back to you to say you had a dream of having your own <laughs> record label yes and that's where I that's where I was going with all this because as you said the grind doesn't stop. Anybody listening to this episode now would have thought, well, okay, you know, she, she went to, uh, in the social media and then she, you know, she's an artist, she's a singer, but you have accomplished another level. I want you to tell us as much as you can about your record label.
1: Yes. So my mom and I, we're in business together. Shout out to Momager. She's my mom manager. Um, and prior to managing me, she comes from an entrepreneurial background, you know, managerial background, I like to say. And she put all her business expertise into me and for us you know, to have a family business. So what we did is together we um, partnered up in my record label, Both Made Records. And I distribute all my own stuff. I put all my own stuff out. I've also signed my nephew. He's 14 years old. He's really amazing. Shout outs to Little AA, the rapper. And then there's other artists uh, as well that we're uh, working on and working with um, that's working hard as well, putting in that time and commitment. And basically, what Baltimore Records is, is a, in a home record label where it's artist development there's um, marketing, there's um, true just um, guiding the artist, and, and it's a really, it's, a, it's not just a team, it's a family, it's a unit, and it gives you structure to be whoever it is you want to be, and however great you want to be, it's all about your work ethic, but it is a base, and we've built that solid foundation for each artist, and catering to what each artist
0: needs. That is, that is amazing, and let me ask you, so <laughs> are you... Do you target specific genres or are you open to any artists with any genre?
1: Any, 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 any genres, you know, talent is talent. No matter what it is, we are open to everything. Rap, country, pop, uh, R&B, everything all across the board.
0: So if I have an audience member who's listening or who will, who will listen to this uh, podcast Mm -hmm. and they have an amazing voice and they're looking for a break they should contact you.
1: contact me let's say that contact Elvis management a l e a s e management at gmail dot com and send over your content send over your things and um you know we'll go check it out
0: that is, that is really great Cause, and and again i'm I'm targeting you know, as I said, when I read your story, you know, I yeah. felt this would be great because I'm targeting, I hear so much from people, like I said, people who want to start podcasts, people who want to do this, who want to do that. It is, it is not easy. As I said, you know, um, no, never, you know, when, when I, when I, when I, even in the Facebook group, when I speak to other people who started out in their podcast and then they asked about downloads and stuff and I told them my numbers. They were like, Oh, how'd you do that? And, and, and I, I didn't have an answer for them. I didn't have an answer for him because, like I said, for me personally, my journey was unsuspecting. I, you know, I was okay sitting at this mic and, and chatting with someone or doing a monologue to 10 people. Mm-hmm. I, I never wow. had any idea that this is where it would end up, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, I, for instance, when you start something like this, like uh, a few episodes ago, I think I mentioned this to you, I interviewed Eric Roberts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and, and you could not have told me that one, because my first episode, my second episode, I think my first three episodes were uh, monologues. You know, um, it was on the Black Lives right. Matter movement. All right. Mm-hmm. But you could not have told me, even I, I also interviewed uh, the Toy William Big Sleep Stewart, um and i've interviewed a lot of well-known doctors and people who have um mm-hmm. who've done breakthrough medicine and all these things and it's amazing if you have a commitment where mm-hmm. the journey can go and definitely e- everything i read about you says that you you've gone through a similar journey in to the, in the sense that I'm sure you've bumped head with heads with the naysayers. I'm sure you've had to block out the noise.
1: Um Absolutely. Yes. And, and that w- comes with and it all comes with the territory. Well I
0: want business. you to give um, some inspiration to and you know, some of my listeners who because you know, naysayers are powerful people.
1: Very powerful people. It gives us ammunition, us as us um, as the talent to just keep push, pushing forward. You know, me starting, even in the beginning, it was a lot of that. Um, and one thing you always have to do is know your purpose and know your why and understand that with love comes hate. And with hate is also admiration in those people. And they can admire a lot of things or something that you do and hopes and dreams that, you know, it would be them one day or that it would, you know, it could be them at that time. Right. But one thing I always say is, like you said, stay committed to yourself. You have to commit to yourself first before anybody else commits to you. I was once told in the beginning, in um, wise words from my momager, she told me, believe in yourself and turn all your non-believers into believers. One thing about your work ethic, when you work hard, people see that and you always have the opportunity to turn those naysayers into believers. You always will have that opportunity to turn your non-believers into believers, but that's up to you through your work, through your through your, through your, through your um, journey, and through um, just your ability to really just put yourself out there and stay consistent with your work because you can work, but how consistent will you be to your work and how disciplined will you be to your work and what are you willing to sacrifice to make your work work for you? So it's a lot that comes with that. And um, and, and it's ongoing. It never stops. Even you know, you you, you can you'll have success. I, I, I you know I have success, and then there's you know people here and there. But again, when you work hard and you just go through that journey and just appreciate your journey, and trust the process, it all pans out.
0: Yeah, that is a fantastic advice. And you know, what came to mind when you were saying that is so. What do you do, unlike me that you know, who I'm in so many different things, including a nine to five, you're doing <laughs> this is your primary, this is your livelihood. So
1: yes. r- run yes. us
0: through what a day looks like for LA.
1: Oh my goodness, a day of LA. A day of LA consists of me getting up, of course, what time? Um, oh my goodness. Uh every morning, no later than eight AM. So it could start at sometimes seven or eight, just depends. I'm up, but keep in mind, I'm not going to bed usually until really, really late. Sometimes I'm like you 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 2 a.m. It depends. All week I was in the studio from 1 a.m. in the morning till 9 a.m. So my hours are all flipped up. <laughs> right. But what I try to do is definitely in the morning get up around 8 a.m., eat my breakfast, and all that head to the gym. I work out usually two and a half hours, uh, five to six days out of the week. That's what I try to aim for. But right now I'm out of town. I'm here in Atlanta working. So, um, that has been a little bit out of sync, but I still keep my fitness, um, incorporated with my lifestyle. i um, usually after my workout, I come home, shower, all that and check emails, um, meetings. Then, um, in between that, um, a lot of times I'm writing. I'm always writing. I'm always writing music. And then I might contact my producers and I, like, hey, make a beat, make a beat. <laughs> so I come back, do more meetings, do more work, um, strategize a little bit, go back into my email, uh, converse with momager, manager. And then I wake up and do it all over again.
0: <laughs> I like that term, momager. That's, that's, that's.
1: Momager. That yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, it, you know. Reading your emails, do you have you ever encountered hate mail?
1: Um, actually, on my emails, I don't think I have. To be honest with you, I don't think I have. How about you know? on social no, media? Not in my personal, not in my personal
0: email. How about social media?
1: Uh, of course, of course, of course. And again, that comes with the territory. Of course, of course, but. When you be, when you, when you, when people see that you become successful at whatever it is that you're doing, that really slows down a lot. There becomes so much more love than hate. It always outweighs, but of course that's still, you know, there, but it's kind of like you don't see it and then you see it because when you have a lot of followers and a lot of messages and a lot of activity coming in daily, it's kind of hard to see a lot of negative. You, you'll see it, but again, the love outweighs the hate.
0: Yeah. Okay. That, that, that makes sense. But so how's it been? I mean, the world is changing, thankfully, but you still in your journey, you are, I would still, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think that in the music industry, especially it's still much of a male dominated feel. How has it been as a woman breaking through?
1: Oh my goodness. Um so it, to to answer your question and to piggyback off of what you said, it is a very male dominated industry, but I feel like women are really taking over. Women have a voice now. Women are being heard. Women are their own bosses and women are not taking any, you know, BS from anybody. Um I've always sta- I always stood on something because I do believe if you don't stand on anything, you'll fall for anything. Right. So being in this industry and it being male dominated, you constantly have to prove yourself, you know, and and, and, it, and it will always be that way because, um, it is a male dominated industry, but again, flipping the you know, narrative and also going against the grain, women do have a voice and women are very powerful. It hasn't been easy. Um, and again, that's what put, you know, putting work into your craft and showing better than, um telling someone that here look i I do this just like you're if not better, you know, so it has been um a journey, and um again when those dudes and those guys do see uh, a female boss coming to the room and about and, I, and about my business um I do have a you know very sexy image um i I am classified as a sex symbol, which is fine, but sexy is what sexy does, so a woman can be sexy and still be a boss and still you know, get to the bag and still accomplish all of her goals at the same time.
0: Okay, and and and, and since you made that segue, um, mm-hmm. you, you had a single debut. Yes, and I and I I heard it, and it, I, I heard a part <laughs> of it. I think. Um, and monkey
1: monkey
0: monkey. Yes, and it definitely supports that that sort of sex symbol. Um, yes. So tell us about the single.
1: So my single "Monkey" that's out right now, produced by the Box Bangers. Shout out to the Box Bangers, 88 Fingers, and Diesel. We came together with this track. Well, it was presented to me. I was in LA working on my project, and they sent me. I already had recorded like four songs, four songs in like a day and a half. But this one, I was in my hotel room, and they're like, "Check your check your email." I'm like, "Okay." As soon as the it came on, I started freestyling the hook, came up with the hook in literally, what, five minutes. The song was done in 20 minutes, the whole song from top to bottom. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. This is bananas, this is monkey. <laughs> and with this record, not only did I get inspired by the beat, I really wanted to... Uh, put my all of my femininity in it um I'm, I'm a feminine woman and uh the p is very powerful women are very powerful and um piggybacking off of me being a sex symbol women love sex just as much as men do so i put that in the song and it's kind of like the cat in the mouse. you know it's so always going to be that chase with man
0: and woman okay so considering that this is a debut single what what What's next, to, next music? to music? Okay, so we are definitely
1: setting to release at least two more singles before the year's out, and then the top of the year, my uh, EP, my debut EP.
0: Okay, and that's going to be available? That will everywhere. be available
1: everywhere. Um, my EP will be available for, or on streaming, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere.
0: Now, I'm going to touch on this a little bit too, because I am, I'm an old schooler in a bit. I, I, and I have a, I have a, (laughs) I have a different taste in music. So I love my, if you're asking what my first love of music is, it's contemporary jazz, instrumental contemporary jazz. Um, Jonathan Butler, Brian Hughes, um, there's, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't call names because, you know, George Benson, um, you know, I could go on, even, even Spanish, uh, Spanish stuff, like flamenco stuff with yes. Govi and, you know, I'm into that sort Java. of, um, smooth, easy listening, romantic yes. instrumental jazz. Okay. okay. And, um, so that is kind of, uh, I guess sometimes people find that a little strange, but that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that I like. So in 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 you bringing out your music who are you targeting With, um,
1: my music i'm definitely targeting my age group and um you know anybody definitely over the age of 18 i'm 25 so um all my 18 and uppers oh so
0: you just you just excluded me right like, off the bat 18 that's okay. and yeah. no no
1: no listen <laughs> i said 18 and uppers but no my target market has been, you know, my, my generation. I am speaking for my generation, of course. I do have fans that right. are in their mid-40s, 50s. I've even had fans that are in their, in their 60s that love what I do, part of my image and my entrepreneurship, my music, all that. But who, who, who supports my music, who, who I um, run into on a daily, who asks for pictures, who really writes these, um, I mean, loving fan messages and devoted to L.A. love, definitely my generation.
0: Okay. And in in your your journey in music, um, is there anyone who you think is significant that you've crossed paths with someone, you know, in um, the industry already?
1: I've been into quite a few people um that actually know me and I'm like, What well, okay, thank you, I'm honored. But who I would say that who's my idol, just in entertainment. And she's not a um, rapper or singer. She's actually an actress, but Pam Greer. Pam Greer is incredibly dope.
0: Okay. Yeah, I get that from the pitches. Pam
1: Greer
0: Yes. Yes, Yes. he is incredibly dope.
1: Um, Definitely an icon. Um, Definitely was the thing of the 70s. Uh, And um, she was about women empowerment and women's femininity and just standing up for a whole era of, of, of colored women. So she's definitely my idol. And as far as music, who my idols are in music, Missy Elliott, love Missy Elliott, uh, Andre 3000 from Outkast. Amazing. Of course, Biggie. I'm from the East coast. So listen, I'm a Maryland girl. So, um, Biggie.
0: Right oh, right okay. What is it? So, New York? Yeah. What part? Yep. I'm in okay, um yeah, <laughs>
1: and um, you got to be a Biggie fan. And <laughs> you from New York, or at least you know familiar with Biggie. Okay, yes, yes so of course. course and um, Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill, incredible, incredible, incredible.
0: Yeah, now yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. right. So if you and this is going to be a hard question, so you might want to pause and think for a second. But unless you know the answer, I, so I, answer. if you had. If you had a chance to perform with one person, one person to do a duet with, who would you choose out of all the artists that you know and love? And I'm not I'm not necessarily saying you know for whatever genre. Who would you choose?
1: If I had to do a duet with one person, my oh God, it would definitely be. It's, it's hard, totally be hard because person. I named I gave you my top like five. But if I had to do a duet, do I would definitely say, "Oh my God, that's really hard." But uh, oh God, can I slip one down the middle? Can I slip two? <laughs> I would definitely have to say Missy. <laughs> I'll say, Give me I'll your say top Missy, two, then. and then Martin Hill. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why I say Missy and then why I say Martin. Missy because of the performance aspect, a lot of my the way I rap and the energy and the showmanship, the dancing, and how she can rap and sing and write her own music, and I also write all of my own music, that would be a match made in heaven because we're both just powerhouses. We're both really raw in your face, bold, and we're unapologetic about what we stand on and who we are and what we like and what we do. So definitely her and then Lauren Hill. As far as lyricism, as far as um, conveying a message, as far as um, just commanding that respect in a male-dominated industry. And both of our names are Lauren, spelled the same way. My first name is Lauren, at least. And our names are both spelled L-A-U-R-Y-N. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So, you, you know, it's funny because I was thinking um, – to, you know to go way out there and think of someone like Jennifer Hudson. Oh
1: yeah, that would be uh, dope. Too.
0: Um which is That would com- be
1: dope too. Yeah, you
0: know, which is completely only because of her oh, yeah, range oh, yeah, too. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: definitely a, definitely um, uh, um a singer, but my first um what I do naturally is definitely um a rapper. And you'll hear that on a lot of my upcoming um singles and stuff like that and what people also know me for. But I you know I sing as well, but um Jennifer Hudson is definitely a vocalist. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I, I'm assuming that if Biggie was still around, he might have been your first well, choice.
1: He would definitely be a choice, but again, look, it's already male dominated, <laughs> and we need women, you know, women, woman power. You know, we need that. We need the power of the P over I there. I hear mm-hmm. you. I hear you.
0: <laughs> I hear you. All right, so before we wrap this up, tell me, um, what's next? Oh, my for
1: goodness, you? what's next? Um, so much. Um, I have, um, of course, um, my, my my new single is out. That's saturating. We're number ninety-seven on the Hot One Hundred on radio right now. So we're breaking barriers with that. I have two more singles. Um, we're actually currently picking to release this year. I also have a skincare line, um, coming as well. A natural wow. skincare line for all my women. Um, all over face, body, legs, everything. I got you covered and um cannabis I'm also um invested in that cannabis, and um also I have my new movie um the Bad girls part two settings to be released in the top of the year so i did. Ju- we just shot part two of the Bad girls um a month and a half ago
0: okay, so hold on we 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 we, we uh, I, you know I said to wrap it up, but we need to go slightly because that was something I didn't touch on. I didn't realize that you're an actress too, so tell me yes, about bad um, girls.
1: So my first movie, the um, my first movie was The After Party. Um, it was on Netflix, my first movie in 2018. It's funny, an agent of mine at the time I was working with, he had gotten a call about me. Again, my platform being on social media allowed me to get that um, those eyes of those directors. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, we got a call about you. And they want to put you on the movie, The After Party with... All of these, all of these other known, known, well-known faces, and I'm like, wait, 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 I don't, I'm not an actress, but my family says that I'm an actress. Like I'm a natural born actress. I've always been funny, and I always entertain them. So I'm like, okay, and I did it. And after that, every year after that, I I was in a movie, and they all trended number one from Amazon to. Netflix to Tubi and so forth. So it's from 2018 up until now, I've had number one trending movies. And it's so funny because wow. acting is something I've never pursued. I, didn't, I did not pursue acting. I like to say acting chose me. And um, when you do have a platform, you just go with the flow. You know, it's, it's more range. It's more range. It's all entertainment. It's all uh, being, uh, serving, uh, serving a purpose and being impactful in people's mm-hmm. lives. So that's all the way I, I viewed it after I'm like, whoa, I'm on the big screen with acting. How did this happen? I'm like, I'm like you, like, whoa. <laughs> but it happened and um we're here now. So
0: who is who is the who's the biggest name you're acting um, with? the
1: oh my goodness. Um so the after party, we had a lot of well known names in there. We've had um and then and there were rappers in there as well. Um we had French Montana, if you're familiar with him. We had Tiana okay. Taylor. Um if you're familiar with her, we had um DMX, rest in peace for him. Um DMX was in there. Oh my goodness. It was like as you can see it's quite a oh with Khalifa. It was a lot of people in there. A whole lot of people.
0: In there. Okay. Right, what about bad girls bad too girls, who's in there?
1: Um, my goodness. So Jamal Woodard, the guy that actually played Biggie. You you know Jamal that played um Biggie in the movie Biggie he he was in there he was in there with the part one but he died off i kind of killed him in the movie (laughs) so he died off and um and then of course i'm in there and then there's um, some more um actors and actors in there as well um that are known um in their region
0: i'll tell you a funny story it just came to mind because you were mentioning biggie with how strange things happen in life so without giving details Many years ago, I would, I would want to say it it was definitely, I think Mm -hmm. in the nineties I was working in Mm -hmm. town Manhattan and I was on the break and I was standing outside my job and there was this other, a coworker standing next to me and he walked up with this guy and, and you know, he started, he's the guy stood next to me and he says, Oh man, I've got to run upstairs and do something. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you can you you know hang out here at my friend until I get back? I said okay. So he said let me introduce you. He says hey, um, this is my <laughs> friend Biggie Smalls, and this is the weird thing. And, and I said hey, how you doing? I have no clue who this you know, guy is. And we started chatting, and somehow the conversation went on playing lotto. Mm. and he had no idea how to play mm. lotto. so I told him how to play lotto. I went along my way and it wasn't, you know, it took, it took, I completely forgot about that. And then one <laughs> day it just clicked like, that was notorious BIG. I, I this, <laughs> you know, I stood next to the guy and I'm telling him, you know, he's Biggie Smalls. And I, I, even at that time, known as Biggie Smalls, I, you know, I had no clue. Like I said, I've always okay. been a jazz fan, right? So, I had no clue who that was. So that was my brush with, you know, with him in town. Right. Um, How
1: ironic. How yeah. ironic. So you just never know who you're going to meet. And, you know, even in ways you couldn't imagine, because like you say, you're a big jazz fan, but you knew. you. you know, I know you're like, okay, wait, well, I've heard of this guy. I've heard of the name, but that's so funny. That's so funny.
0: Yeah. So the last thing I'm going to ask you is the skincare line. What's it going to be called? When is it going to be out? Where are it can be? You know, give us all the juicy details. Well, my details.
1: brand is definitely "Get You a Natural." That's trademarked. That's um, something I, I started on social media actually with a hashtag, and after the hashtag, it became so popular. I started my merchandise with that. Get you a natural. So I'm also naming my skincare line "Get You a Natural" as well. And that's how that came about.
0: Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. So, yeah, we're going to wrap this up now. I want you to, um, if you'd like to at least, you know, as I said when I started out, there's so many people that are going to get, they're up and coming, that are going to get inspiration from this conversation. Would you like to leave a message?
1: Um, Anybody that's listening right now and tuned in, the message I want to send to you is, Stay committed to your work, put God first, keep him first, understand exactly who you are, what you are and why you want to do whatever it is you want to do. You have to know your purpose with anything in life, whether you're a painter, actor, so um, a a, a sports player, a um, rapper, whatever that is, go after it, understand who you are and not just that. Go for a fledge and you have nothing to lose. The only thing you have to lose is the opportunity that you may never grab a hold of because of, you know, the the ins and outs of you maybe not being sure, but always be sure of yourself and just push forward no matter what you are your biggest motivation. So stay motivated. Self-motivation is the best motivation.
0: Oh, that's a great message. And, uh, I thank you so much, not only for the message, but taking time out of your extremely oh, busy you. schedule to be a part of uh, my show and for sharing your insight and your story. Yes, thank you. Um, it's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on 247. Thank you
1: tomorrow. so much. And make sure you guys um, check out my new single if you haven't right now on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, it's Monkey. Um, watch the video as well if you haven't already under L.A. Love, The Boss Monkey. And you guys can follow me on my Instagram right now. My main page is down, but follow my backup page at I am LA love the boss. That's I Follow my Twitter at underscore at LA love the boss. Follow my Snapchat at get your natural. It's spelled exactly how I said it. And, um, stay blessed, stay prosperous and stay healthy, Health as well.
0: Yes, yes, thank you so much. Please stay on the line. I'll be right back. I want to say a very, very special thank you to my guest for this episode, LLL The Boss, Thank you so much for sharing your insight and your story with me and my listeners. I also, as always, want to say thank you to my listeners and supporters for making this podcast not only possible, but successful. I remind you that you can listen to this episode and any and every episode of 247 Real Talk on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to leave me a message, if you'd like to send a message to my guests, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can email me at podcast at 247realtalk.net. That's podcast at 247realtalk.net. Until the next time, do take care of yourselves and each other.